We're back to Whiskey Hue, a podcast from three brown startup enthusiasts that pull back the curtain on business, culture, and side pieces. <laughs> Not those type. We're talking emerging media, blockchain, e-game, sports gambling, without the bullshit, and most importantly, over whiskey. America calls Clyde Black, Athul Brown, and Anthony somewhere in the confusing middle. With three brothers, various shades of brown, bringing you the latest in tech, business, and startups, <laughs> mixed with a ton of sarcasm. Cue the music. Say like that, like that. Uh oh, he's got it. He, he upped his game. He practiced. Game. He practiced. <laughs> <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, um, we are happy to be here, episode twenty three with the Whiskey Hue. Um, so, what's going on, fellas? What's new? What you got, Anthony? Uh, nothing. You got, you got nothing. <laughs> you're not going to tell us how you haven't been really social distancing? Oh, you've been, I, you've been I, hanging, out, hanging out in these streets? You don't want to tell the world? You don't want to tell the world that, huh? First things first, let's be clear. My hanging out is strategic hanging out, right? I'm not just running. I'm not running the streets. Like I went to a friend's house. We had a whiskey bourbon tasting. Just me and him. We Where's that you, friend been though? Where's he been? I'm just well, so, so, so contracting, contracting. So, 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 from, so, so, this is what it, this is what I'm doing now. Like from a contract, contact, whatever is it called, tracing, tracing. contact yeah, tracing. Yeah, you have to make sure the friends that you're hanging out with are serious about 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 how they're hanging out as well. If they're just out <laughs> there and they're out there hitting the streets. You know, then you got to go. Ah, I can't hang with you. But if they have, you know, they have kids, they got to be cautious. You know, yeah. then I'm not doing okay. that. So that's okay, what I, I do. So I, I out, we had a little bourbon tasting, had some good stuff, and you nice. know, got got to that point where you know how you get really hungry after you've been drinking too long. And I'm just, I just next thing I just ordered some, I ordered like a Philly cheesesteak. He's like, <laughs> he's like, keep the party going. <laughs> or a Philly cheesesteak and oysters. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> nice, nice. They were like, they were like, are you drunk? Yes, I am. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Oh man. This weekend, keeping it simple, man. Staying aside. I think it's gonna rain anyway. Yeah, we got uh, rain hitting us, man. It's kinda it's kinda nasty. Yeah, so kids kinda... are like, where are we going? I'm like, well, we'll see what God lets us do. <laughs> <It's raining>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Oh man. Oh hey, so now the the weather's getting warmer, right? So the sweatshirts are coming getting tucked away, t shirts are coming on. Yeah. I people saw I saw people lose their damn mind. Oh man, I was getting a little too Rob Kardashian esque, baby. My was oh. getting soft and pudgy, right? So I'm starting to clean up, hitting the weights again, running. Do my Look cardio. I'm trying to get those Chloe Kardashian shoulders back. <laughs> maybe maybe one day I look like Tristan. <laughs> you can't see Dumont on cross eye. I'm just kidding. Oh, no, man. I'm trying to trying to work on it. Trying to work on it. <laughs> so yeah, so we're uh, we're excited to be here today, and as you can tell, we've been sipping already. Uh, <laughs> Anthony took a great challenge of during his t- tasting that he went to with one of his. Social distancing, uh, social distance crew. He uh, he's going to be introducing our whiskey of the. So what you got for us today? I got the Talisker Ten Year Single Malt. Okay. And, uh, yeah, no. So it's 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 a uh, you know arguably roughly prices between like sixty five dollars and like seventy five dollars depending on where you get it from here domestically in the United States of America. Domestic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's actually. It's um you know I I I love the taste is you know one of my favorite ones and I first time I had it was at a holiday party 
Okay. Mm. And, uh, open bar. Open exactly. Open bar holiday party, and the guy, the bartender, recommended it, and and, and you know, it's actually fell off my radar ever since that party. And then I picked yeah. it up this past week. <laughs> off your radar, they were like, "Yeah, it's gonna be thirty five dollars a shot." Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my radar for now. Jeez. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, uh, so it's been an interesting week. You know, we've been hearing more information around uh, sports. Sports coming back. Uh, everyone's excited. They actually just released the uh, schedule for the NBA. So, as you can imagine. The sports gamblers around the world have rejoiced. They're excited. Oh, yeah. They're happy. Um, you know, we can start making some bets above and beyond just golf. So today we want to spend, <laughs> we want to spend some and time. NASCAR. And, and NASCAR. And Russian ping pong, man. That's what's been eating up the market, right? <laughs> Russian ping pong. <laughs> oh, man. The fix is in. Uh, so, yeah. So this is what we want to talk about today, sports gambling, because it's a it's a it's an interesting uh, business overall. I mean, it's a space that's rapidly evolving. Um, in 2018, the Supreme Court um, adjusted the laws from a 1992 ruling that says essentially sports gambling, gambling was illegal. And in 2018, they said, you know what? The world is changing. We're losing out on too much across the board. And in, ni- in 2018, they said, Nevada and those gambling states, we're going to be it up to the states to decide um, whether they want gambling or not. So it can be voted on by the public. It can be introduced in different levels. So, you know, we want to talk about that from a business perspective and to dive deep. Right. In, it's like a, go ahead, man. You got something? Go ahead, Anthony. Well, you know, clearly the world's changing when you put a professional NFL team in the, in the, in the gambling city of the world. And, uh, oh, so, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, right. like just, just a quick sidebar. You know, I was on Instagram and ESPN put down a, Put down a list of uh, leagues starting up coming coming in a couple weeks. You know these mfers did not did not put Formula One on there. Well, Formula One starts next weekend, and I'm a slightly I'm, I'm oh. quite, quite bothered. To all my Formula One fans out here, we out here, okay? We're we're out here. We we like Formula One more than NASCAR. You, you you're not trying to do like Formula One on a NASCAR budget, are you? What are you doing over there? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> no, man, Formula One's man. Listen, once you get into it, if you if you are a person who likes the engineering uh, uh, of like race car driving, etc., you will love Formula One. You yeah, will love for because the technology is there and how they're doing it is unbelievable. Mm. Sidebar, okay. All right, now to gambling. Yes, so with sports gambling, it's been one of those things that's taken off uh, really fast. I mean, two years ago, there were essentially Las Vegas, and probably that was about it from sports gambling perspective. In the last two years, 22 states have legalized it, and all other states are really looking into it, putting it on ballots. As a matter of fact, California recently um, put something on the books. That they're trying to rapidly get sports gambling and, and uh, into the into the mix because they see it as an opportunity where they can earn an additional $500 million in revenue each year by taxing on the regulated uh, sports gambling, specifically in the state, because they figure they're losing out on an estimated mm. $10 billion in wagering opportunity from illegal wagering or stuff that's going outside of the state. So it's pretty much just a money grab. And as we look at it, New Jersey um, – is really big at this point right. because New Jersey, Pennsylvania, leading the way, baby. Yeah, leading the way. Now, yeah. 
of the sports gambling, but they've done something that was very smart. They introduced the mobile wagering as well. So that, gaming? That's changing yeah. the game because it almost gives states a 10x revenue opportunity because if you don't have to be on site, you can make those bets in stadium, in at your at your home, and there's a ton of opportunity to make them earn the money there. Cool. Go. No, I'm sorry. no I was, go ahead, go ahead, man. No, no, I was just gonna say I, I stay away from gambling because <laughs> I, I have I have addictive behaviors. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're gonna talk about you. We're gonna talk about you in a little bit. Yeah, exactly. sports, sports gambling is better for you than regular eye gaming, which is the casino and all that kind of stuff. That's better for you, oh, yeah, Ag. Yeah, listen, every time, listen, every time, I just just every time I've gone to like Vegas or shot down to Atlantic City, and you know. All every time I go, I'm not going to gamble. Like I don't go to any of these places to like honestly gamble. I go out just to get out of town, right? Yeah. But I'll, most I'll play. Most I'll play the slots, and then I'll play. I'll probably take my chance at roulette, and then here and there I'll maybe touch blackjack. That's why you're drinking Johnny Black. That's why. Yeah. That's why I <laughs> you to graduate. No, like I, it, it's an, like when you the, the catch is like to recognize what who you are. When it comes yeah. to gambling, like if you know oh, that you have an addictive, be- addictive personality, yeah, and and once you win, because that's all it takes, all it takes is to win. You win, <laughs> you win one. Uh huh. You're like, oh, sh- oh shit, oh, oh, yeah. oh, I'm, oh, let's try this again. No. Fifteen dollars. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I think one time I won, I won two hundred dollars on a roulette when I was in Vegas, and I took that two hundred dollars and walked the hell away. Like, <laughs> hey, you got to know when. That's 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 a, that's a rare trait. That you, that's a great trait that you have. That's good. Yeah, I was watching uh, in preparation of this episode, Uncut Gems. Mm. Oh, yeah. Is it good? Is it good? It was yes. good. It was really good. Uh, Adam Sandler played the hell out of the role, but it was all around his addiction to sports gambling. But there was a lot of different mixes around uh, various various things going on in the, in the place. But okay. he got into sports gambling. He was like really addicted, bet, betting 100 grand, 150 grand at a time. So, <clears throat> You know, money That's, he didn't have. He'd go and pawn some jewelry, uh, put it on the bed, take a loan out on it. It was just amazing to see how people can get in that space. And I guess it was based on not a specific true story, but a bunch of different stories combined into one mm. character. But it was like in, set in like the 45th Street, the Jewel yeah. District. Diamond, Diamond I, used to, I used to live like five blocks north of that. It was like hilarious. Yeah, it's hilarious what you see going no, on I've, there. I've, I've gone to that. <laughs> I've gone to that area, man. It, it, man, you better, you better be on your shit when you walk down that. <laughs> <laughs> you like, you're like fucking lose you like lose some shoes walking down that damn street. <laughs> I think I got my wife's ring from there. I think I can't yeah, remember. Who knows? I can't remember. Well. Um, get some good deals if you do your research and don't. Yeah, don't do research. Like, just like a car dealership, right? You walk in, they say, you know, it's ten thousand. Like, wow. I got twenty five hundred. They like, they be like, all right, thirty five hundred, and, and you know, just come and, and recommend the friend. So you know, your knowledge, your knowledge is your coupon, man. Get you a discount. Right. <laughs> That's it, <laughs> man. Let's break it up to the entire thing. Let's go. So let's go global level because that's what's how how it's going to hit America, right? Um, uh, so sports gambling is a four hundred fifty billion dollar global market right now, and I think you know eleven percent of that's online right now. Right. Yep. And they're going to, so the, obviously you can see the upside there. So, we're, cause we're going to get you around how to think about this as an, as an investment tool as well later on. If you, if you're open to that, uh, global picture, UK is the most developed, right? Most regulated, most structured online gambling, Italy, Spain, UK, UK, right? So Germany technically is not legal there, but they're still doing it. 
and the company's still doing it are paying taxes on it, which is, you know, interesting. I don't, I don't get that, but that's cool. Australia is pretty robust. Asia, Latin America has happened. The U.S. is going to be the hottest market of the next 10 years because we're, in a sense, if you look at mature versus immature, we're kind of early in the, in the market or market stage. So the global theme is offline to online is the biggest driver and most interesting way to invest. So what Clyde was saying earlier, like, hey, these companies are hit hard. And, I'm, and it's not even just because the casinos are closed the, where, the, where there are states and you can do this wagering, but everything was closed for two, three months in a lot of states in America. So they're hit they're, They need tax revenue. So this might escalate them signing over and getting the regulation and everything in place to move this along. Cause right now you said there's only like 22 states or something like that. 12 states actually have legalized it, right? Isn't something like that. And then like six are actually openly practicing. Yep. Is that it? So if you look at like, I think there's like something like, so the upside is like 40, 45 states that they can probably hit with online gambling. Cause that's what, Regular gambling has been allowed in, I think. is that's what the, If you think that's your upside, that means you got like 20, 30 states left to go, right? So that's great. New Jersey, what's up? Our, our, our home is leading the way. Pennsylvania, leading the way. Um, it surpassed Nevada. New Jersey has as far as take intakes, uh, pockets is what they've taken in. So that's, that's been cool. A couple, been around less than two years and taking out the, you know, the king that's been around for decades. So that's, hey. that's great, man. Um, all right, jump in, AG. You got something to say? You were saying, I think no, you're I just, I just, <laughs> just New Jersey's always a, when it comes down to it's that tax revenue, man. When you get yeah. this the population, oh, we know, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's that, that population that's here in the New York area will will always get that kind of drive. And plus, Atlantic City's always been a gambling, uh, almost like a gambling capital, arguably, like for the, for the state, for the country, excuse me. So, I think it's just a pickup, um, but. It's interesting to me also how the leagues have jumped on board, right? Mm. You know, like there was, there was, there was, of course, the gambling that was going on, you know, without league consent, but consent. But I think the leagues realized that side also, like the states realized the tax revenue implication, but the leagues also realized how much more they can make on a, on a revenue side as well when they do the deals with the different sports books. Um, to, to, you know, use the licenses of the stats, et cetera, to, to on their platform. So, Everybody sees this revenue opportunity. I'm surprised yeah. so many other states are ha, haven't jumped on fast enough. I don't know why yeah. there there's a holdup in some states. Let me let me clear up something I just said earlier. So it's 42 states have legalized daily fantasy sports, which is a form yeah. of gambling versus regular casino gambling. Uh, my bad. Clean that up. Just want to do that. Um, iGame is coming, so that's the ceiling, right? So 42 states. So to grow from the current 12, iGaming roulette craps are ramping up. Right. So who's playing in America? You want to get there? You want, want should we go there? Yeah, so the gambling addiction, we should, we should talk that we should talk about the AGs of the world, right? The gambling addiction. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa. I, said, I said, I recognize I have addictive personalities. So therefore I do, I do them. <laughs> addictive <Okay>. traits. <laughs> yeah. um, no. So sports gambling technically is less addictive, right? Cause it's done around actual live events. Versus iGaming is more dangerous because you can sit around and do it ad nauseum, you know, bet on a game of poker or chess, whatever, whatever it is, right? People are doing yeah. roulette. So that's the scary one. So they got to figure out how to regulate that. Um, the current economic climate we mentioned, increasing the pressure to push legalization. So that should happen. Increased revenue base for taxes. That, that's great. Um, 50 states. So here's the tricky part of doing it. So the UK kind of homogenized their regulation set around it. U.S. is going to be a little trickier because each state, you can't do a, it's kind of like the coronavirus thing. And this isn't even a joke. Every state's kind of handling it differently because there hasn't been a Fed placed 
hey, this is what you should be doing. There's not been anything Fed mandated. So Fed will come in and do some loose guidelines, but it's going to be, guide, you know, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, we talked about they're killing it. New York, Mississippi, they limit sports gambling to just in person. And Illinois, same thing. Gambling online is okay, but you still have to register in person. They still want to know you're a real person, I guess. Um, but you can verify that online as well. So let's let's talk about where this is going, man. Like the European markets are coming in. So DraftKings and FanDuel are the cats we know here. They're the yep. two mm-hmm. biggest. There are smaller players though. Um, DraftKings, if you want to be go, you know, get your MAGA hat on and go pure, you know, American, that's that's your company, right? <laughs> so FanDuel was was acquired by yeah. Flutter from UK, which is the it's the huge player uh globally and it's is kind of dominating. But DraftKings is a nice pure play you can invest in. You can invest in Flutter through an American depository receipt, which is a ADR, and you can invest in them. I'll I'll come back to this if I'm you know, I get into numbers. Let's go, let's go, man. Yeah, All right. We, we yeah. Know, okay. We know. We, we know how you do. <laughs> Good. Uh, you got something? Why are you spitting that hot fire? I'll add one uh, one additional company in there is Penn National Gaming, which did a yeah. buyout merger with uh, Barstool Sports. Yep. Um, and their play was very interesting because they own a lot of um, sports books across the country. And Barstool, they paid four hundred fifty million dollars for Barstool, which was essentially a online media platform that's specifically focused on sports content, but they had millions and millions of uh, people who came to the site and had a built-in audience. So what they're doing now, they're making a a real play to not only capture the gaming piece, but also have a built-in universe of consumers who are already deep in the sport. So they're building that brand equity in addition to the actual product that they're building um, that is pretty much going to be taking over the marketplace. And then one last thing I'll add on there is because during coronavirus, their CEO, David Porter, I'm better than Warren Buffett. Yeah, exactly. yeah. sit down, sit down. Marketing, um, because he's been on CNBC, he's been all the media, talking about how a lot of um, gamblers have been essentially going through withdrawal, withdrawal because they haven't been able to spend the money and bet on something. So a lot of yeah. these people have been buying stocks and you know for another episode maybe check us out on the bonus episode bonus. But robin hood has been the source for that pretty much you can go in and you can buy some stocks you can buy penny stocks you can buy stocks that are going bankrupt and you know make a bet and see if you can win or, or get 10 to 15 percent so that's kind of how you know the bar stool has been being relevant in the space and has yeah. been in the game and for all these UK cats, right? If they, everyone around the world knows that US is the next hotspot for the next 10 years. If you're looking at how, where to invest from a corporate level and then from a private level, from a personal level, hey, what's the next hotspot where you can make crazy margins? It's going to be the US per se. So who they want to play here now? How do they get here? So like Flutter, what they had to do, they had to acquire their way in, buy their way in here. So they bought out FanDuel. And then what they have to do is the states that already have casinos in them. You have to go through them to set up an online thing. It's the quickest, most efficient way to set up an online play. So all these European companies are trying to do that. They're establishing to get access to people like us in this market. So it's just interesting how all these things work, right? So that's how they market access. Um, and then, you know, GAN is another company. GAN is, they provide, they do all the back end, the IT prowess, you know, because all of this is geopolitically, geographically fenced in, right? The regulations around it. And 
from a government standpoint, they want less players is easier to regulate and then easier to track. Right. But then you also want enough to get as much tax revenue as you can. Um, so it's going to be interesting how they, they play this. It's, you know, Europe has always been more fluid as far as our operations and regulations. The U.S. is going to be more stringent because they want to, you know, we got to get that green on every level. So it's going to be interesting. DraftKings grew 230% last three months. Right. Crazy. And f- what do you think FanDuel did? They probably follow along. Yeah, I, I, you know, it's about a hundred. It's ninety five percent, like last three years. So, like you know, but they look at their assets globally. So they want to do this cross. The cool thing that DraftKings is a pure play, straight sports gambling, and they're going to try to get in the casino play, which is the online casino, like I, poker, you know, all that kind yeah. of stuff. Flutter's got that. They own the biggest brands globally. Poker Stars, number one in the world, in UK in terms of that Sky Bet. Patty Power sounds crazy, but it's the thing. <laughs> Betfair, it's a you know, it's a betting exchange. Yes, yeah. so, yep, right. And then Fox Bet is an American-based play on Betfair, which is they have a media deal with Fox Sports. So all this kind of ties into what you were saying about David Portnoy, the media angle, plus the gambling aspect. Those are the companies that could kind of win here. Um, and you know, if you offer that, so GAN is knows that they're going to lose because they provide all that tech background on the on the back end. They're going to lose DraftKings and FanDuel because FanDuel, they have enough money they can do this in-house eventually. So they want to, their market is going to be all the smaller players. So think about that from an investment angle, like how that, how you approach those things, uh, on your own. Um, yeah, but Flutter, man, it's going to be the big dog globally, I think. So that, that's the huge op- opportunity, the real deal. Another, another Whiskey Diamonds prediction. <laughs> we always get them right, man. Yeah. Whiskey, that, what'd you name it, Anthony? Uh, what, what whiskey, Damas? Yeah, Anthony Damas and Damas. Then you got then you got my my own personal personal calls. Then you got the whiskey Damas calls and the whiskey Damas calls. Right now, I think we're five for five right now. Yeah, hell yeah, and it, hell's and, yeah. And, it, and, it, and, it, and it's been a short period of time. So we're we're doing it. We're doing yep. it. You know, we're, yeah, we're, we're we're about to put something in our in our descriptions about how these are just us having comments and conversations and you cannot yeah. risk. We're not, we're not at risk for you making bets and stuff <laughs> like, yeah. uh, <laughs> like, uh, Jim Cramer does on his, yeah. on his show. <laughs> our, our, our descriptor will say winning. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah. the cool thing about, you know, oh, go ahead. DraftKings and FanDuel, they've already got like this huge customer database, the names, the emails, the credit cards. What in the what? Um, I don't know that that was a beep. Somebody's getting arrested. One of us three don't know who yet. <laughs> <laughs> and now the reg, you know, um, it's, it's, so they've got all that. So they're ready to hit the sports thing once it comes running. I think it's going to blow up, especially what's happening in the next couple of months. Everything opened up again. Well, I, no, go ahead. Go, Clyde. Yeah. No, you got yeah. it. Go ahead. No, I, well, my biggest thing, you know, my, I'm always the social activist on this fucking uh, thing here. How are you always one? I'm putting money towards it. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, well, what's interesting, I, I think, I think now that sports and everything's coming back, come come July and full force, and then really, really kicking it come come August, right? You got you were going to have a lot of major sports on all at the same time, right? Um, one of the things I, I, I look I, I look to after this season's over, <clears throat> this this twenty twenty season twenty early twenty one, is uh, how they how how it fluctuates, right? Do how they keep on reinventing themselves also, right? Cause there's going to be a point where they maximize the fantasy sports side of the world. Cause I, I used to love fantasy sports. I can't, I don't, I don't touch it at all anymore because it's just boring to me now. Mm. Oh, is like, it? I okay. I, 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 part of me recognize what to me, what fantasy sports has done to my fandom 
right? Okay. I, you know, people, I know people who no longer care about their team winning anymore. They work, they're more worried about their fantasy sports team than they are about their own personal team. Oh, yeah, team. yeah, yeah. And, 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 and I, and I, I don't like it. I don't like, I, I, it, it kind of sucks. Are right? you more concerned about what, how many catches and yards ODB has versus if the Browns <laughs> win? Right. You could be like yeah. Clyde and I. True to our roots, so true to true to y'all. y'all <laughs> where we're from? Where we're from? <laughs> the fucking Midwest, the Lions, yeah. of, Lions of Chicago. And I know Bears. some cats in the East Coast are like, "Hey, man, let me go. With who's winning?" I'm scared. <laughs> I'm, scared. <laughs> I'm not gonna point any fingers, man. I'm not pointing fingers. <laughs> well, no, I just it's just interesting. I also like to see how interesting from what you were what you guys were stating earlier about the states that have legalized it, right, and why certain states aren't legalizing it, and what do they what do they see about their own constituents that they won't legalize it or don't even try to attempt to do it. So that's a good question. Clyde, yeah. you got that answer? Some of those states do, you know, you can't buy alcohol on Sundays. <laughs> you know, it's just those those values that I mean that you can. Um, um, <laughs> and it just goes above and beyond just common sense around, you know, you need to drive revenue for the for the county or the city or the state. Um, which is a lot of those people who are holding up. So you'll see a lot of those what they call Bible belt states who are probably not gonna have gambling. And they'll be impacted by it. So um, I, I think I think it's a good thing not to, right? I think you you have states that are economically in a bad situation in general on a, on a, on an average basis. Like if you look at the taxes, the federal taxes in the in the country, how many states get money from federal? Their how what percentage of their revenue comes from the federal government as opposed to the states? They all generate their own amount of taxes, and you see those in certain those certain states in the southeast and some in the Midwest. You know, if you know your constituents aren't in the best situation, I don't know. Sports gambling is the is the is the call to help generate tax revenue when you got that could just cause it more than an addictive, dangerous atmosphere in your state. Not necessarily because the thinking, at least in my opinion, is that people are making bets anyway. I mean, you have yeah, multi billion dollars in illegal gambling, whether it's you know you versus I making a bet or you have your local bookie um, who you're making a bet with you're making illegal bets anyway it's kind of like marijuana in some states exactly i was just about to bring that up yeah anyway, you know why don't the state make some money off of it so that you can make our schools better make the roads better etc yeah, oh he's he brought, know, he brought, gambling to education i like that I, Clyde, I, 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 politician <laughs> I, I you know it's funny i i it's funny like, i'm looking at i'm i'm looking at now like the states that do not you know, they don't have uh, any new bills introduced or they introduced a bill. And, you know, a lot of them, like to your point, were like that. Some of them are Bible Belt states and yeah. some are mid, like Midwest um, states. And, you know, I don't I don't know. I just I sit there and I'm cautious about when people start saying taxes can help the school out. <laughs> you know, like and that's unless unless you see a clear plan on how the tax revenue is going to go directly to X, Y and Z. Because you can take the tax revenue in, the state can take the tax revenue in, and then redirect it how they want to, and waste, depending yeah. on the time, huh? And waste it on something else. Well, and and <laughs> you know, listen, we're we're going now. We're turning to CNN right now, my man. <laughs> oh, don't do that to my Don't do that to me. Nope, nope, <laughs> nope. nope. <laughs> CNN, MSNBC, and yeah, we don't have. A, I don't know if we have Fox News on here, but uh, Cl- Cl- <laughs> Clyde's a Fox News guy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> You got to worry about his estate taxes and all that. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Somebody's about to go to jail after all this shit, man. <laughs> oh, let's clean it up. Let's, let's go, clean it up. Let's go back to business. Let's go back to business. Sports gambling is one that, you know, I think there's a ton of opportunity 
a lot of money will be made. You'll see that a lot of companies are being created in the tech space, whether it's mm. it's direct companies who are launching uh, real betting sites or support um, kind of secondary sites that have the technology to house it behind. Uh, wow, there are a bunch of leaders in the in the space of casinos who are launching like MGM uh, Bet, yeah, uh, which is their gaming company, a, a subsidiary of uh, MGM. A lot of companies are going to make a lot of generational wealth off of sports gambling in each of these yeah. individual states. Um, as you see these teams come back, um, Anthony mentioned this earlier, but Las Vegas uh, uh, football team is not Las Vegas Raiders. They're there now, but the thinking around that is that you're going to be able to make in-stadium bets. There's going to be yeah. a lot of money being made off those games, whether it's who's going to catch the next pass, who's going to win the coin toss. A lot of that's the play doing all they're going to drive the revenue opportunities higher by having people in that moment of engagement. So as a marketer, you're like, this is a marketer's dream because now you can get get people engaged in the product using it and then figuring out ways to get them to buy more. So it's the ultimate cross sell upsell. And that, uh, that, that, that's what the way I'm, I'm, no, I'm, no, I'm the one on the other side of the fence. You two on the other side of that. I feel I feel like it's a dangerous Oh, hell yeah, Dangerous but it, it all is, right? So then, so he, but the UK, two thirds for sports betting in particular, two thirds of the bets in sports gambling are placed after the game is started. Mm-hmm. That's what they want it to be here, right? And so you can guarantee. So then this is, I think is going to dilute sports in a sense because they're going to make sure the stars are always playing. They get through the first round, second round, third round, you know, and I'm not saying things are rigged. I'm saying re- if you talk to any retired NFL and NBA players, they always say the referees can control who can win. And we've seen it. So, <laughs> you know, so you just bet, watch, especially this year with the NBA, NFL, all of them playing at the same time. They're all going to be wanting an attention grab. They're not going to get let a LeBron Lee lose in the first round or second round. He wasn't going to anyway, but I'm saying they're going to make sure he gets pretty far. Rec- rec- real recognized real, man. Okay. Yeah, and, and then LeBron, Zion, looks Zion they're, they're looking for that Zion LeBron matchup in the first round. Uh, that's like, you know, Jordan Celtics early on, right? So it's going to be, it's going to be beautiful, but like, it's going to dilute it a bit because they're going to want those stars to keep playing. But, um, yeah. So that's, that's the beauty of it. Mark in the cross selling between that. So the turf, if they want to get it to like that in how in game betting after it begins, like exactly what you said, um, that's going to be the interesting thing. And then upselling them to or cross selling them to all the other platforms that are involved with cross, you know, the iGaming, the casino player, so they can get them after the game as well. It's, yeah. it's interesting. Man. I got to give a shout out to my courtside ventures, man, because they they're looking at a, they have a couple companies in house that are doing this, and they have one company that's basically if you remember we all like like a sport like if we can watch NFL, you get the NFL package beforehand. Mm-hmm. If you don't have it, you could actually buy the last ten minutes. If you see on Twitter or Instagram that one one game's hot, you want to get in and pay for like a pay a dollar or two to watch it. You're like, oh, a dollar or two is not big, you know, eighty bucks a year is I don't want to do that, but one or two bucks because you know uh, while I'm sitting at a bar with my homie, boom, they might do that. So that's a great upsell. So the, all of these things are going to tie in together. It's going to be beautiful. Yeah, definitely going to be beautiful. So it's going to be one to definitely watch, and then just as this take is going to be taken off. They're going to add an element of esports and gambling on esports. Yeah. So that'll be another topic for another day. But oh, 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 don't, don't. You know who's going to get in here? You know who's going to get in here? Huh? Who do you think should get in? ESPN should be getting here. They already own a ton of sports rights. Yep. Right? And, you know, you don't think Disney's going to push Disney, man. Bob Iger's not leaving. He, he knows Cove is like subdued a bit. He's like, hey, man, I just, you go listen to Pump Fake to take you know, the last you know, you know who's kind of already doing it, though? Hmm. Amazon's with Twitch. 
Twitch is already, you're already paying individual, individual guys to keep playing, right? So how they, how they do that is all about really who's creating the leagues. Like, and, and the leagues in our, the way we see leagues is one thing. And I think there's going to be a restructure of how leagues are looked at on the e-gaming side and how that gambling goes down. I don't know. It depends on the sport because the, the bigger, the bigger e-gaming sports are not actually sports. There are other non-sports related games, how that's going to look. Who knows? But I, I hear what you guys say in the ecosystem. You know, that's my favorite word when talking talking about these guys, how how they tie it all together. Right. How Apple gets involved and Apple Pay and Google Pay go, gets involved where you could just maybe pay oh, through. Yeah. Pay through that format in the last second. Next thing you know, you you're looking at your iTunes bill and it's fucking three hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, what the hell? Keeping up. Wild storage. My iTunes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so then help me out. I got cloud storage, and I don't even use ten percent of it. Hey, <laughs> since, I'm just paying for it. Since from my finance vantage point, I think you both work in marketing sales, right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so would this make sense then? So does this make sense? You get all these like these these companies doing this. They get vertically integrated, yeah. right? They're buying up all the players, and then an Apple, and then you can partner there, and they can just siphon in and just pay up the clip. Is that that's the best play to bring in an outside payment package or anything else? You get vertically integrated, right? Yep, that would make total okay. sense unless you know. Again, let's write this one down for uh, on the books. Unless you're a company like Apple trying to take thirty percent of your subscription. Um, oh, dude, that was coming. I know. Was Nothing's too- wrong with that because I'm getting paid every time they do that. It was too hot this week. <laughs> where they've been taking thirty percent of subscriptions for just been on the Apple Store. So unless companies are going to be willing to give up revenue on a perpetual basis for that type of opportunity. That's where the challenge is going to be where I doing the vertical integration. Yeah. Obviously you want to get in front of all the Apple uh, customers who are, you know, billions of people who are using the platform, but they're the know, best give up that revenue. Is it worth it? Yeah. Well, I, I think, I think so you got, so what Apple's doing, right? So where, where does arguments come to Apple's taking 30% of the subscription? It's brilliant. Right. Right, which is which is brilliant. Like you know, business wise, it's their platform. Yeah. It's brilliant. So if you're taking, say, say you have your own gambling app that has all the you know every sports league or even e gaming on there. If you're paying a subscription for that app, you're paying you're taking the thirty percent. So if it's ten dollars a month, they take three dollars. But what happens in your app is separate. Right now, now they that's a separate deal that they can work with Apple if they want people to pay through their iTunes account, right? Yeah. That's different. That could be a different percentage, right? But I think when it comes down to, hey, I'm betting on, you know, I have a fantasy sports league within this app, then that's a different story. And, but there's the play, the play to you got what you guys are saying is, is, is unbelievable if they can get it so ingrained, whereas as simple as I'm a double tap facial recognition to make this bet. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, oh, did, did, I, did I get off course? I got off course. <laughs> I finally started listening at double tap. Like, wait, what was he talking about? <laughs> what? <laughs> All right, get us out, Clyde. Get us out. <laughs> so yeah, so now we're trying to pull the ink. Uh, one of the most favorite parts of the show is shit. You should know. Bam. Uh, shit. So you know. I, Go ahead. I'm prepared today, so I'll kick it oh, off. Shit. I had a chance to uh, 
the research. I actually started off at one I was prepared for, which is uh, Hey.com. Hey.com oh. is a new, e- new way to do email. They're in this big battle with Apple. Apple. All, all around the subscription fee because they're actually a company who's going to be charging, um, I think it's like $100 a year for email service where you're going to be taking out all the BS around email. They're going to give you an opportunity to get your own domains at, you know, you can be the first person to say Clyde at Hey.com or, you know, know, but the whole thinking around it is that they are fighting the system of Apple and not wanting to pay that 30% commission or subscription fee um, on on the app. So Hey.com is one that people should watch. A lot of people are going to be shifting from Gmail, um, whatever, whatever thing, whatever you use for for your email to this type of platform, because they don't want to get their information sold. They don't want to look at ads. Uh, so people are going to be willing to pay for your email address. And Hey.com is a new solution. It's by the guys who brought you Basecamp. Mm. So they're in the technology space, but that's the one I wanted people to take a look at. Hey.com, a new way to use and uh, have your email power. They've been on everywhere lately, right? Yeah, talking that up. Yeah, they, they, they've been on every business show. Out, they started beef uh, with all the major players. Uh, mm-hmm. Got a lot of press, got a lot of news, and they, I think, in, when they released the app, they had a hundred thousand customers at the very start. So it was a pretty damn uh, opportunity that you know want people to watch. And then my second one, I'll be really quick, is uh, Microsoft has thrown in the towel. With Mix. okay. Mixer is the uh, gaming service that they were trying to use to compete with Twitch. Yeah, uh, they were pretty much in last place. Twitch is the, the leader. Uh, Microsoft was trying to do something, but the the thing that's exciting exciting for me is that they're going to be partnering with Facebook and their gaming platform to move their users over, and also have uh, new ways to let people do their gaming. And the biggest thing around all this is that uh, Ninja, who was on their exclusive deal with Mixer, now mm-hmm. has the opportunity to be uh, a free agent. So, Yeah, and they, they paid like 100 some. What they pay last year? Something crazy. $50 million, $30 million? Yeah, him and two other guys, I think collectively, they got like a $100 million to be uh, on the platform to have their games exclusively. So the question was, what's going to happen to that deal? Do they get to keep all the money? Um so it's just just a crazy, crazy thing to see. Yeah, Microsoft's closing all the retail stores too. That's a big one. Yes. Microsoft, what you doing, yeah. man? But they're still, you know, up there with Apple, the best. All right, go ahead. Well, Andy. it just it, it just it doesn't make sense for them to stay open in those stores, depending on traffic. But um, all right. So I I just have one thing that I think I sent you guys earlier. Um, it was a, a Harvard Business Review article that I think is crucial to kind of look at for Black and Brown people who are in their startups. Um, it's called a VC's guide to investing in the black and black founders, oh, right? Man. By uh, James Norman. And it was a guy I mentioned in a previous podcast, but you know, it's a, it's a different perspective. He, he, it's a good article about not only kind of changing the d- dynamic of instead of black founders having to change who they are to fit uh, uh, within a box, it's all about making sure VCs pull back and try to understand where they are coming from and why these startups that they are created are such a big deal to them, right? Like instead of it going, all right, how's it fit to my population I'm usually used to looking at? 
I said, and pulling back. So it's a good way of kind of has some interesting perspectives that he has. You know, I don't 100% agree with every last one, but it's some great perspectives. And I think it's something that people should pay attention to. And if you're a VC that's looking to invest into more black uh, founders, this is a good article to kind of start opening your eyes up and looking at a different, a different way. Nice, man. Nice. That was a good, uh, a good share because not only you, but two or three other people have shared that article as well with me and, it just shows how, how great the content was. You know, I'm going to bring in a couple. So, like, Vince Carter retiring oh, after, a, I think, 20-some years. And I always respected this about, guy. F- about 45. He's but guess what? <laughs> exactly, right? So, check this out. Check this out. He's a stat line on him. He's played against – so, all the players that ever played in the NBA, he's played against 38% of them. Wow. Almost 40% of all the players in the NBA he's played. And he's, he was still balling. He came in, did he's his couple minutes, yeah. took his shots. Respect to him, man. Unfortunately, he has to go out like this when it's COVID and climate. Um, Jeff Bezos, the king. All right. Two billion dollar climate change fund. He's launching to combat, you know, against, you know, working early to later stage companies, climate friendly technologies, transportation, storage, food, power generation. I'm, I'm assuming if they're whoever wins gets gobbled up in the Amazon ecosystem. And that's good. And last thing, I'm surprised you cats didn't match it, man. LeBron James, $100 million fund, baby. Ooh, I was, gonna, I was waiting funny. for you cats to do it. I, I, I was waiting for one of you two guys to do this it. Is, so hey, this is your it. guy. I'm always giving your guy props. I'm not like you. <laughs> but here's one thing. The only knock I would say on it, so he closed it in March, right? Yeah. Can you imagine if he closed it in June? He raised $100 million in March. If he closed it in June, it probably would be three, $500 million with the same terms. Wow. Or maybe even more favorable terms. Because yeah. Look at what's happening outside around. People are like, oh, black it has to be a priority now, finally. Hey, dumbass, it should have been a priority all the time, right? It's not like one race should be better than another, right? That's that's the way it's been operating. So tying it in into an article you sent, uh, Anthony, into everything that's happening. Yeah. So just with all the climate, George Floyd, it was like around Memorial Day weekend, right? That whole thing happened. Yeah. That tied into the Brianna, then everything else before her, and the dude in the bike, Aubrey, right? So like it's just – I think they could have hit, hit while it was hot. People are like, you know what? I should be doing this. And they would have parked money with them. So it could have been. But either way, they're going to kill it. Yeah, I gonna, love what he's doing. I Respect love, to your guy. Well, um, they're just you. I think the way I, what I read was that they're just using that to combine all their different media ap- a- assets uh, from Uninterrupted, um, Spring Hill Entertainment, et cetera. And they're going to be combining to get it to a single you know, umbrella and then – investing in stories that are rarely told and undertold story that essentially will be a gold mine. I mean, there's a bunch of stories out there that needs to be told from an authentic point of view. Back, back to the other little king, the little man, Jeff Bezos for a second. Right. So, <laughs> cause he hasn't really been known to donate a ton, right? He's donated like less than, less than point. 3% of his entire wealth, whatever it is, what he's in chunks, but they're compared to what he's worth. So this is kind of like a rehab on his unapologetic world domination, right? So it's probably just trying to queue up the clean up the <laughs> clean up the thing. So, but it's going to tie right into everything else they're doing. Well, from- I think he also has a perspective, though, right? Like he, his perspective, like so he he's all on to what what is his blue origin? His uh, yeah, his, like he he knows the sustainability of of this planet has has limitations, right? So if he's if he's investing into sustainable tech, et cetera, like that, that all ties in. That all ties into his his vision. It's not like these are like separate separate plays because he 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 likes it. No, these are all part of this play that he wants to make happen, especially with Blue Origin. And I yeah. look forward to 
you know, sidebar what he does with Blue Origin in comparison yeah. to what SpaceX has already done. Yeah, and then one of the things that stood out with Jeff Bezos was the reason why I said he hasn't been given a lot because when Warren Buffett and Bill Gates came around and said, hey, are you going to be a part of the giving pledge? He was like, eh, no, I'm good. I'm going to do something with my money. <laughs> that, 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 I think that's the kind of the... the He'll figure out a way. He'll figure out a way. He got a, he's got a park, a park, park, part of his park for Lauren. She's always like doing something for him, taking yeah. something. Her and her brother got in on a member. <laughs> oh, his girlfriend. <laughs> they swindled his ass. Anyway, let's get out. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> to- you no, know, uh, on the climate change is that they, at the same time, they, uh, I'm surprised you didn't mention this at all. They named the stadium in Seattle Climate Change Arena. Instead of they called, oh, instead of, instead of uh, they bought the naming rights. You didn't see this. One. I didn't know that. Yeah, that, that's kind of sounds weird, but okay, I like it. Amazon <laughs> Arena or Prime Arena. They said we're going to call it Clim- Climate Change Arena so that people okay. can always, always be on people's mind. Uh, I like that. Arena. So it's a great marketing and branding thing to, to champion his cause. So that that was a good a, a cool get. So where the Seahawks play, he that's oh, what you're saying? The Seahawks, the stadium that was built in Seattle. Right now, I think it's just for a hockey team. They're hoping okay. to eventually get an NBA team back there. Uh, okay. But mm. that's their uh, basketball hockey arena. All right, cool. All right. Um, this has been a good one. This has been a good one. Uh, Anthony, tell us about oh. your sipping experience. Talis? Talis Gary. Well, so you know here's the thing, guys. I'll tell you a little um, bit. Tell you what I think about it. So, oh, you know, what the f- I always do. I like to, you know, take a sip, nice and smooth. Get into the details too much. Um, <laughs> but to me, the, the tasting notes is what's important. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> tasting notes. Taste a note, Clyde. That's what we're going to call you. <laughs> TNC. <laughs> Did you get that new TNC? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I can't. I can't. Nah, but it was like, uh, it was a little sweet, sweet pear, apple pills. Um, those are kind of the major things that stood out to me uh, with a little black pepper in there as well. So um, that, that was what I was tasting with the Talisker. Um, it's pretty good. Um, yeah, so so I the one thing when it, when you initially have it, and you know, you, of course, you know, like for all of our tastes, you take your one sip, let that hit you, then take the second sip, <laughs> so you can really taste it. Uh, I you catch that like that that bite as we as you say, yeah. and it, that bite is a little a little bit oakier to me, and yeah. when once yeah. after after it goes, but it's smooth, and that's what I like I like about Boom! It. like an R and B single, like like, an R, like, like a R. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> and, and it's actually a smoother, is a very uh, a much smoother whiskey that I that I like, and it's it, but it has a better taste and quality to me than the Glenlivet that I talked about yeah. before. Um, so this is definitely one of those rotation like keep on there if you don't want to get punched in the throat uh, drinks <laughs> that uh, has a great taste to it. It's funny to to me. It, it kind of it wants to start off and be somewhat peaty, but it. It dilutes after a bit, and it kind of gets like that cocoa and vanilla in it. That's I always find the co- vanilla for some reason. Always, and you, but this is this is one of those whiskeys that you should not put a uh, ice cube in at all. You should. I don't. I drink my neat all the time. All right, but if you if you if you if, if it, that bite is too much for you, initially just finish the drink. Finish your first sip first, and then do the second. But you don't need to, uh, a, a cube in this one. All right, that's a good tip. 
Yeah. All right. You're All welcome. Right. So this has been the Whiskey Hue. Uh, thanks for listening. We are, uh, you can find us on all major platforms. Recommend it to a friend. Rate us on all the uh, platforms with you know, five stars. We're the number one podcast in the world. As we like to in the uh, world. In the whole world. We're getting the Earth. <laughs> 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 on that note, we're out. Thanks for listening.